Welcome to the Hammer Lane, a private podcast dedicated to the employees of Enterprise Transportation. Your host and Vice President of Trucking, Casey Teague, will cover topics that are important to you, our favorite employee. Posted once a month, we hope you find this podcast informative and somewhat entertaining. From interviews answering your questions, we'll try and cover all that's relevant to our business. If you have questions you'd like addressed, email them to thehammerlane at eprod.com. That is, again, thehammerlane at eprod.com. Now, let's get into the show. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of The Hammer Lane, a private podcast for you, my favorite employee, Enterprise Transportation. If you're listening to this episode at 0746 Central Standard Time or 0846 Eastern Standard Time, and I think you'll realize why I've decided to release this episode at that time. On September 11, 2001, 19 militants associated with Al-Qaeda hijacked four airplanes and carried out suicide attacks against targets in the United States. Two of the planes were flown into the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center in New York City. A third plane hit the Pentagon in Arlington, Virginia, just outside of Washington, D.C. The fourth plane crashed in a field in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. All told, almost almost 3,000 people were killed, and our lives as a nation changed forever. I think it's fitting that we not forget the events of that day. I really believe it's that significant. It certainly changed the trajectory of my life, and I know many others whose lives were never the same. Beyond the lives lost on September 11th, There were many lives lost in the years that followed. The events of 9-11 leave the hair on the back of my neck standing up. September 11th, 2001, a day that we, as Americans, can't forget. It was this day that we came together. We were united in the matter of a single fateful morning. I'm going to read you the timeline. 0545. Two hijackers passed through security in Portland, Maine, and boarded a plane headed to Boston, Logan. 0759 in Boston, these two hijackers boarded American Airlines Flight 11. 0815, United Airlines Flight 175 takes off from Boston. They were headed to Los Angeles, California. There are five hijackers on board. At 0820, American Airlines Flight 77 departs from Dulles, just outside of Washington, D.C. That flight was carrying five hijackers. 0842, United Flight 93 takes off from Newark, New Jersey. It had four hijackers on board. At 0846 Eastern, Flight 11 from Boston hit its target, the North Tower of New York City's World Trade Center. All occupants of that building above the 91st floor were trapped. 0903, Flight 175 from Boston hits its target. 
This time it was the South Tower, the World Trade Center. At 0905, President Bush is reading a book to school children in Florida when his chief of staff whispers in his ear. He was informing him of the, ta- of the attacks. I remember watching that on TV, and I remember thinking uh, how impressed at how calm and collected the president was having just heard that information. I, I just can't imagine what must have been going through his mind as he finished reading to those children. 0928. Hijackers attack and take control of Flight 93. 0937. Flight 77 hits the Pentagon, our nation's military nerve center. All passengers and 125 civilian workers and military members were killed. 0955. Air Force One takes off from Florida with the president. 0957. The passengers of Flight 93 found out about the three planes. They recognized what was about to happen. In a single act of heroism, the passengers stormed the cockpit and they attacked the hijackers. 0959. The South Tower of the World Trade Center couldn't withstand the heat of the burning jet fuel. It collapsed. 10.02. Flight 93 crashes in an empty field in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. The attacker's target, or planned target, is not known. However, speculation is it would have likely been the White House or the United States Capitol. 10.28. The North Tower succumbed to the heat of burning fuel. It also collapsed. We watched TV for the rest of the day. I'm sure you did too. At 8.30 that evening, President Bush addressed the nation. Little did we know the war on terror began and our lives changed forever. I think everyone that was old enough to recognize what was happening remembers exactly what they were doing, where they were, and how it made them feel. So, with that in mind, in this episode, and in remembrance of 9-11, I'm going to call this, Where Were You? With that said, I'm going to have a few people just talk about where they were. I remember where I was. I mean, it is so vivid. I was at Fort Bragg, North Carolina. I was a company commander. That day we had, we called it motor stables. Uh, We went down and did maintenance on all our vehicles. As I pulled into the parking lot, a young specialist ran up to me and asked me if I had heard about the plane that hit the World Trade Center. I had not. Said no. Was curious. Turned around and got back in my truck. I headed back up to my office where I had a television. As I turned the TV on, they were replaying the plane hitting the, the first tower. This was uh, right as we were getting cell phones. My cell phone rang. It was my wife. Uh, She just asked, did you see the news? I said, yes. As we were talking, 
I saw that second plane hit the World Trade Center. My wife asked, what was that? Did you just see that? I did. She says, what do you think that means? I said, I think this means this was no accident. And right there I knew I'm probably going to be at work for a while. So where was I? I was in Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Our lives had changed forever. And I, I didn't go home that night. We stayed up there all night and secured the installation, just like every other military installation in, in the country. So that's where I was. Where were you? I bet you remember. I bet you remember just as vividly as I did. I'm going to have a few people in here, and we're going to talk about, hey, where were you? How did it make you feel? I think I was pretty numb. That's how it made me feel. Um, completely Lord, who would have thought some folks would hijack some airplanes and fly them into some buildings? Crazy. That's nuts. With that said, guys, this is a day that we can't forget, and that's why we're going we're gonna to do the, the series Where Were You, or the episode, I'm sorry, Where Were You? So think about that. Thanks, and I appreciate you uh, listening in. All right, guys, continuing on with this episode, where were you? So I was roaming around the office looking for victim. I mean, uh, guests, and I ran a car across a familiar voice, Chad Woods. So, Chad, September 11th, 2001, where were you? Well, that uh, it's pretty touching, Casey. And, you know, I, was, I had just got married just a couple months prior to that. And uh, one week prior to that day, I had just turned 22 years old. Uh that day started like a normal day. I uh, I ended up, you know, going to work, showing up to work at Sealing, Oklahoma, about six o'clock that morning. And currently, at the time, I was working for a company called Hammond Phillips, uh, driving a truck for them. I just started my truck driving career. Uh, that morning, I was uh, hadn't trained on the uh, pressure truck yet, so I was running a water truck and uh, had just pulled up on the Comanche Blakely location. You know, sometime shortly before seven o'clock, and was loading a load of water. As I finished that load of water, I uh, had jumped back up in the truck and had K-101 radio station out of Woodward, Oklahoma, playing in the truck. And it was just come across like a it's like our tornado broadcasts that we typically have up in northwest Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, we don't get too many of those yeah. here in Houston. No, so it, uh, every, all music and everything had shut off, and, and it was just uh, J. Doug Williams was the uh, host, and he was talking about everything going on in New York. Well, our unload station just happens to be about a quarter mile from the terminal there in Sealing, so I, I took that load back to the uh, saltwater disposal and unloaded it. And I got back over to the terminal, and we had, you know, I think we had 26 drivers there uh, out of that terminal, and, you know, probably 16 or 17 of us working that day. But I was the only one that was out at the time, and everybody else was sitting in the terminal, and they'd already had a TV set up in the shop and playing everything. And I did get to see the second uh, tower hit after I got back in and got offloaded. And, uh, you know, it's a day that changes our lives forever. So Yeah, it, it really does. It's amazing. I, I think this was a good idea. I think we uh, pay our respect to those that, that did uh, sacrifice uh, just by remembering, because I think everybody remembers where they were and uh, what they were doing. It's unreal. So Most definitely. So the thing, I guess, that amazed me up in northwest Oklahoma, and, it, and it's – you know, there's already a close-knit relationship amongst everybody up there. 
and uh, you saw that that close knit like farmer style relationship just broke out across the whole oh, yeah. United States. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I remember uh, the president was standing on top of the rubble, and what he say? He said uh, somebody said uh, something about we can't hear you, and he said, "Well, I can hear you, and the world will hear us." Yep. So yeah. All right. Thanks for uh, thanks for doing this. Appreciate it, man. All right, guys. We've got our third victim. I mean, guest is uh, Chris Goodgame is our area manager, uh, regional manager. I think I'm the one that changed those titles. I should remember that out in the West Texas region. Chris, welcome. I appreciate you doing this with us. Yes, sir. Thank you. So, the, you know, I talked to you a little bit about what the episode is. Uh, it's titled, yes, Where Were You? So September 11th, 2001. Uh, I think everybody... Uh, can remember, I, I certainly can very vividly, where I was, what I was doing, and how it made me feel. So I thought it would be neat to get folks on here and just answer those questions. So I'll turn it over to you. Where were you on September 11th of 2001? September 11th, 2001. I was currently employed at the International Truck uh, Center here in Midland, Texas, doing an overhaul on a uh, truck. And the office manager and the service manager had both run out of the office and upstairs to where our break room was. And the office manager, when she got got to the top, after we'd asked what was going on, she had said that a plane had hit the towers. So, you know, we were... Did you know what that meant? No, I had no idea at the time what that had meant. You know, so we we kind of carried on for a minute, and then I went upstairs. Um, at that time, I was still active reserve for the Marine Corps, subject to recall. So I kind of needed to know what was going on, and uh, had gone up there, and they had a, a picture, you know, on the TV of of smoke, and it was I don't know, it was jaw dropping, I guess, um, to, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so y'all, did you finish the overhaul job? I did finish the overhaul job uh, <laughs> the next day. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think we pretty much was in shock the rest of the day and took the rest of the day off uh, waiting for the phone to ring. I wasn't sure if, if I was going to get called. Um, I know I went home and I reached out to the local recruiters here to tell them, and they all responded with, we don't know what is going on right now. We don't know uh, what the game plan is going forward. Yeah. You, you know, what I think is neat is, um, in fact, I, just a year or two later, I was at Fort uh, Polk in Louisiana, big training center for the Army. And people started to come through the training center that I thought were a little too old to be privates in the Army. And I remember one gentleman, uh, we got to talking one night late. We were out in the maneuver area, and I just asked him his story. And as it turns out, this guy was an attorney uh, who had his own law firm. And the events of 9-11, it, it just struck him uh, so hard that he felt compelled to enlist in the Army. He had to sign a waiver, you know, saying that he understood he wouldn't receive a pension, he wouldn't retire. And I think he, he signed up for like a, a three-year enlistment and turned his law firm over to his partner. 
And, uh, and he enlisted as an 11 Bravo, an infantryman. And I was just completely floored and impressed. It was really neat. I think there were a lot of folks that, you know, they, they were raising their hand. So that's pretty neat. I, I, I agree. I was one of those raising my hand, you know, subject to recall, volunteering myself to go back. Um, you know, I, we spoke a little earlier. My, my oldest son, who's serving in the Army right now, his birthday is 9-11. So that'll be a, you know, that'll be a definitely a day for, for me and my family that, that uh, will stick around forever. Yeah, that's that's really neat. And uh, he's, how old is he now? He'd be, what, 26, 27? Yes, he will turn 26 uh, on the 11th. Oh, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. And he's the one that's in South Carolina, right? He's in uh, he's in Georgia. He's uh, oh Savannah, Savannah. That's right. Yep. Yes, sir. That's cool. All right. Well, Chris, I I really appreciate you jumping on here and doing this uh, with us. So I think this will be a neat way to uh, to remember uh, the events of September 11th. Thanks, sir. Yes, sir. Thanks for your time. All right. Take care. We've got one more guest, and we'll. Uh, well, no, we, we'll do uh, – Shane is on with us. He's on the phone. He's uh, He's been in Brobridge, Louisiana, and I uh, thought we'd ask him the question. So, Shane, again, just like we said before, we're, we're doing an episode. Where were you? September 11th, uh, 2001. So why don't you tell everybody where you were, what you're doing, and kind of how it, how it made you feel when you heard the news. Uh, I was um – Bringing my taking my crew truck from Pumpkin Center, Texas, if anybody knows where that is, to Lawton, Oklahoma, to the rider facility that, to service our trucks at the time. So you were not going and to I Fort heard, Sill? I was not going to Fort Sill. Home of the uh, United States Army Field Artillery. Oh, okay, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> um, I'd heard about it on the radio on the way over. and then I got there, I was there all day. And they were in the uh, shop. They had a TV. We watched it on the TV. And um, I guess it, it, you know, it made me feel upset that, you know, people would do that to us. Kind of where I was. Yeah, you know, you know what I thought was kind of neat was the way, the way I kind of felt was as you watch the events kind of unfold on TV throughout the rest of the day, you, you probably watched it on TV that, that whole day, right? Correct. Yeah, you, you remember seeing, um, was it that day or maybe the day after President Bush was on that rubble? And he, uh, yeah. yeah, that that's what resonates with me. I, I just said that a few minutes ago. Um, and you just felt a sense of, of national pride of, you know, you weren't, you didn't worry about political affiliation or any other differences that folks uh, have in our country. It was all, you know, we're all Americans at that point, and it was a very unifying thing. So if, I guess if any good came out of it, it was everybody stopped and looked at each other and gave everybody a hug and, and helped each other out. And We're Americans now, or we have been, but, you know, I think it just kind of hit us. Drew everybody in. Yeah. So, well, thank you, sir. Are you are you uh, headed back? I'm headed back. All right. Well, be careful, and uh, we appreciate you doing it. And uh, we'll we'll talk to you later. Be careful. Thank you. All right.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, our last and final guest, Scott McFarlane, is one of our transportation directors. You may or may not know Scott. Scott how long have you been around Enterprise, Scott? Uh, Enterprise, I've been around about 36 years. 36 Well, 22 years. with Enterprise. They bought us in uh, 2000. And before that, uh, I was with Acadian out okay. of Louisiana. Yeah, so long, long history. And... Um, Scott is responsible for um, those projects, and and when I say projects, I didn't realize how many we had. Anytime we construct a terminal, upgrade a terminal, um, do any kind of truck purchase or sale, um, those are kind of the big muscle moves that Scott's responsible for. Uh, Right now, we're uh, working on, uh, we're finishing up uh, the build out in Sealy and uh, about to uh, embark on a new project in uh, Mississippi. Uh, so that's that's going to keep him pretty busy. Um, but that's not what we're here to talk about. What we're here to talk about is September 11th, 2001. And again, the theme uh, of, for this episode is uh, where were you? So Scott, uh, we talked a little bit. Um, why don't you tell the audience um, kind of where you were, what you were doing, and how everything made you feel on that day? So at the time... Enterprise had recently bought us, um, and I was in the SCADA department for the pipeline group. Um, they were putting us through a training class, an administrative training class for the SCADA systems to for gas control to monitor the systems. Uh, we just so happened to be in Houston at a training class on the northwest side, um, and I forget if it was a Tuesday, maybe? I forget what was day it, it was. It, was it? Was it Monday or Tuesday? It was it was early in the week. I yeah. remember that. Um, we just so happened to have a, a group of folks from New York subway system doing the same training as us in a, in the next room. Um, we went out on break, and they came and got us and said, y'all come inside. Some events have happened. They put on a TV in the room, um, and I think that's right after the first tower got hit, and then we witnessed the second tower getting hit. Uh, live yeah. on TV. Um, the guys from, or the folks from New York in the next room, they locked off the room. They kept them in there all day long. And that's. So you had, how many guys from New York were there? There had to have been 10 or 12 people there. Oh, wow. Any, um, any of them have any friends or family? We did. We did. We weren't able to talk to them. Uh, they kind of isolated off from us. So I imagine they, you know, yeah, pretty close to home. Yeah. That's crazy. Guys. Um, the, the eerie thing about it was, we, you know, Houston has air traffic all over the place. And when we walked out after that, the, the skies were quiet. Yep. Uh, that was kind of eerie. But, uh, yeah, I was in Houston uh, doing some training at the, on that day. And then after that, you, you, what, did y'all stay in that room and watch the, watch we, the events unfold yep, all day? We stayed in the room all day. Uh, kept training throughout the week um we in fact we had a couple of people from louisiana that were with us that uh flew in couldn't get a flight back but they oh, had yeah. rentals so they hijacked the rental cars back to louisiana <laughs> to get back to their families yeah uh, i guess so. for the remainder of that day we we stayed in the room and kind of watched what was going on and and you lived in louisiana or you lived in houston now? i lived in louisiana. louisiana i drove in so oh, okay I was, I was able to get back okay yeah. Well, thanks, sir. I appreciate you doing this, and uh, we'll see you. I guess we'll see you in the Hammerlane. All right. Thanks, guys. 
This has been a podcast for you, our favorite employee. Stay tuned for more podcasts from Casey and the team. If you would like to submit a question, remember to email them to thehammerlane at eprod.com. Again, that's thehammerlane at eprod.com. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And remember, do the best you can every day.